It's all about your health, your wellness. Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Get healthier, get fit, eat better, have a richer quality of life. Health on the go. Staying well with Melanie Cole, MS. Do you have thoughts that you say to yourself, oh, I can't believe I just thought that. That really must mean that I'm sick, that I have some problem or some OCD thoughts. When are those thoughts something that you really need to see a professional about and something that you need to be concerned about? My guest is the executive director for Reader's Digest, Courtney Smith. Welcome to the show, Courtney. So... You guys did a story about this, analyzing questions from readers about behaviors and thoughts and fears, and people hear these kinds of thoughts, and they say to themselves, I've had those too. Like, I've, God forbid, imagined a child's funeral, one of my children, or picking up the knife and sticking it in my husband's hand. But are these normal? When do we know they're not normal, Courtney? Well, most of the time they are normal. And what Reader's Digest did is we put together a panel of 10 experts. Uh, It was a range of psychiatrists, psychologists, and licensed therapists. And we ran these questions by them to get a consensus. Um, So the child's funeral, um, the one that you just brought up, I find so interesting. I think a lot of people have that one or they imagine a parent's funeral or their own funeral. And it actually is normal most of the time. Um, And the truth is, a lot of times it will come up when, when, say, we're listening to music, a really melancholy song. Um, And one of our biggest fears is fear of death. And so something primal like music may trigger our fear of death. And believe it or not, the brain deals with this by kind of turning it into a logistical problem, you know, and saying, all right, I'm going to start thinking about the funeral and planning it out and thinking what I'm going to say. It's actually the brain's way of removing you um, from that primal fear of death. Um, so it is normal. What all of our, and this is a theme that you're going to hear throughout um, the rest of these questions, what the experts continually emphasize was when it starts to interfere with your life, you know, that's when you need to talk to a professional. Um, you know, most of our behaviors, um, something can be considered normal or nuts. Uh, it can be the same behavior. It's really where it falls on the spectrum. You know, for this one, they said if, if these thoughts about the funeral are not fading away or if you're truly inconsolable when you're thinking about it, that's when you should think about talking to a professional. So, I mean, for someone like me, and I had so many older relatives, I used to have those kind of logical thoughts. What will I say at my elderly aunt's funeral and and my dad who's over 90? I think those, but to me, that's just being practical because I like to plan it. But then when it's like one of my children, that freaks me out and scares me. So... But it's really about your own primal fear of death. And certainly, I think for any parent, the fear of their child's death is even, it's actually their worst fear. It is. is. And it's not abnormal for your brain to go there sometimes, you know, and it's really a matter of degree. It's how often um, and, you know, how, how inconsolable, how emotional are you about it when you go there. And so if it affects, you say, if it affects your life, so people that are afraid of, you know, losing control, pushing someone in the street, or I've even heard it's very normal if you're up at heights to be afraid of jumping off. I've heard that's a very normal sort of thought that people have. And to discern the normal thoughts from the abnormal thoughts, you said that your experts basically had the same kind of thing. If it affects your daily life, then you see a professional. 
Yes. And, you know, you mentioned, I, I do think all of the thoughts that you talked about, um, readers have asked us about that. You know, this round we got someone who said, you know, I'm often, I often wonder when I'm speaking to someone, I imagine what would happen if I slapped them <laughs> in the middle of the conversation. Um, and Eckert said, hey, you know, this, this is actually normal. You know, Reader's Digest joked, we might want to avoid you anyway. Um, but the fact is, your mind is probably bored and trying to keep itself amused. And we do have an active <laughs> inner life that's really trying to stir up trouble sometimes. And it's, for wow. the, in this case, it's really about, are you going to act on it? You know, are you really going to act on it? Uh, mo- most people, even if they have the random thought, I wonder what would happen if I slapped you right now. They know enough not to act on it, and that means that you know you're you're within the realm of normal. <laughs> well, so that's that is interesting because people really. De- I mean, I I'm a I'm an exercise physiologist, Courtney, and I've often imagined dropping a weight on somebody or something. But that's also a fear because what if I did? You know, I'm supposed to grab these weights from them, and I'm afraid. What if I slip and hurt yep. them? But so, yes, maybe it is a way to logically fix things before they happen or a way, as you say, to amuse ourselves. And yes. that is a very interesting thing. Now, when fears are irrational, the ones we've been talking about are a bit rational. But when they're completely mm-hmm. irrational, like pushing someone into traffic, those those thoughts, they can't be just to sort of be bored and amuse ourselves. What are those thoughts? Well, sometimes they they can be about boredom, believe it or not. That's what our experts said. Um, and again, it it always comes down to: Are you actually going to act on those thoughts? You know, that was really the dividing line for anything. Um, uh, you know, anything that's truly you know dangerous. I mean, clearly, if you're going to act on that thought, you're actually dangerous to society. Um, most of us know the boundaries. So, um, you know, even and even what you talked about. Um, with dropping the weight, a lot of that can be about, um, you know, just feeling like uh, I need to have control over my life. You know, it's, it would be bad if it happened, so what can I do to control it? I'm going to obsess over it a, l- a little bit. So sometimes that is the brain's way of dealing with our fears. Um, you know, one, one example in the article that you brought up, the word OCD, um, there's, there was one person who asked about, you know, whenever I'm out and about on the street, I'm constantly touching my purse and my necklace and my phone to make sure that it's still on me, you know, and I'm, I'm always just a little bit afraid. And I think that that's one that a lot of, of women anyway will really relate to. Um, and it was interesting because the experts did say, you know, this person can have a touch of OCD without being clinically OCD. Um, so it doesn't mean that they necessarily have to go into therapy, but they want to be aware of it. Um, you know, clearly, if you live in a high crime city, you know, being aware of your bag and where your phone is, is normal and, and, you know, a cautious behavior, not a crazy behavior. But if you're finding that you're constantly needing to touch it, um, you know, touch your stuff to make sure it's with you on a schedule, um, you you feel compelled to keep doing it, you feel anxious if you miss around or can't check it, that's when they start to say, all right, now you really might have clinical OCD and you should talk to a professional. And these are so random sometimes, and I was reading like some of the ones from yours you know, if you tell a joke to a pregnant woman, I've never had this fear. I mean, you know, that they're going to laugh, they're going to go into labor or something ridiculous like that. But it was interesting to me that it said, when you think of someone being pregnant, you think that they had sex. And so right there, your yeah. mind goes into a different place. And the sexual 
I don't want to say deviancy, but the thoughts that people have are absolutely, they can run the gamut from completely inhibited to something that you wouldn't even be double X-rated. Well, that's true. I will say we didn't print those thoughts in Reader's Digest magazine because we're a family-friendly magazine. Yeah. Um, and I think that, <laughs> I think that the, uh, the pregnant woman question that you brought up, I think, was, was asked by a man. He literally said, if, you know, I'm afraid that when this, if I make a pregnant woman laugh at my jokes that she's going to give birth, which clearly physiologically there's, you're not going to make a pregnant woman give birth by making her laugh too hard. But there is this, this kind of protective you know, male thing going on, you know, it's a man stepping in and saying, well, I don't want to do anything to hurt the mom or the baby. But the sexual thoughts you brought up come into that there's a political correctness aspect to it. You know, they they don't want to be rude or intrusive about a clearly female condition. And of course, you know, pregnancy, you know, the, the sex part of it is in the back of people's minds. And so it just creates this feeling of discomfort that this man's brain has turned into this fantasy of my joke is going to make her go into labor. So it, it is some logical, of them are but so it's, funny. it's also quirky, you know? It is, and I think that some of these thoughts that flit through our minds are quirky, and as you say, merely for amusement. Tell people, Courtney, in just the last 20 seconds here, where can people find more about the article and you? Well, they can get more inside information um, at Reader's Digest magazine um, or also at readersdigest.com or on our mobile phone app. Readersdigest.com, wonderful, wonderful magazine, been around for so many years. So you've been listening to Radio MD, where we give out great information. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well. Stay well.